Hi, welcome to Dear Nikki. My name is Nikki. And if you've been here before, welcome back. (laughs) And if you're new to the show, this show is all about sex and the fantasies that people have reading from emails directly and anonymously sent to me. Together, we explore the experiences of everyday people, just like yourself. You never know who I could be reading from. I could be reading from that couple who likes to open all of their windows in the spring so you can hear everything sexual they do. I could be reading from your local pastor who secretly holds a swingers group in the basement of the church. I could be reading from the woman next door. You know the one. She secretly likes to go to glory holes and make men come in her mouth. You just never, ever know. And if you have any erotic confessions, fantasies, or anything else, feel free to send them to Nikki at N-I-K-K-Y at DearNikki.com or anonymously through the website at DearNikki.com under the Confessions tab. Just remember by submitting a story or question, you certify the following are true. You are the sole creator of the submission. You're 18 years of age or older, legally able to write, submit erotic or pornographic material. Stories including bestiality, incest, incest fantasies, underage role play, rape sex, rape fantasies, or other non-consensual content or racial slurs will not be aired. And you're releasing all rights to your creation. You can find my social media on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Smuttyfy at dnikki, N-I-K-K-Y, 162. Don't forget, leave a positive review wherever you find your other favorite podcasts. Support for Dear Nikki is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best below the waist and grooming and hygiene. Ladies or gentlemen, did you get or plan on getting a little tipsy with a green beer? Did you by chance in your beer haze, but did you get brave and maybe dye your verge green? Well, Manscaped can help get rid of that mistake the next day. Manscaped has the Lawnmower 4.0. You've heard me talk about it. It's amazing. I even use it to trim up my bikini line from time to time when I'm not getting waxed. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men and women worldwide. So if you're still using the old trimmer, you're going to find that it won't get rid of that green mistake. Sounds like you definitely need a new trimmer. The Lawnmower 4.0 is, as I always say, is quieter, sleek, and sexy. And it will definitely help get rid of that green mistake you made. So your play partner, lover, or any other dynamic will go down there for a very long time. Get 20% off and free shipping worldwide using the code DearNikki at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping worldwide using the code Dear Nikki, N-I-K-K-Y, of course. Okay, so as we all know by listening to talk about various things, I got curious about glory hole etiquette this weekend. Yes, I had a bit of downtime in my busy schedule. So I, I really got to wondering, is there such a thing as glory hole etiquette? And I knew there were some rules out there, but not, but how many I didn't know because I've never been to one. So for those of us that have never been, I, you can find them on just, you know, use the trusty dusty, whatever search machine you use on the internet and just put in glory hole etiquette. You'll find it should take you probably to a couple places that um, I looked these up. Oh, 
And um, let's see, the most I thought they were funny, um, if anything else, because some of them are pretty self-explanatory. But one of them is when you're about to come knock on the wall, this gives him the opportunity to either jack you off on his face, dick, mouth or floor or commit to a cream pie. (laughs) It's like, you know, why can't you just say, I'm about to come. I, I don't understand. If you guys have been to Glory Holes, anonymously write me or send me an email. I would really like to know why don't you go, hey, I'm about to shoot my wad, you know, or maybe it's so good that you don't have the words to say it. I, I don't know. That's just, just me. I don't know why you wouldn't. I mean, I mean, why can't you say it and just instead of, you know, I don't know. I, again, not a Glory Hole slut. So I wouldn't know this. Uh, another one, I like this one, is, is when you come, go. He just did you a favor. Now he wants you to, uh, the next dick ASAP. Committed glory hole suckers are never satisfied with just one. Move along rapidly because he has a number hit. My record, according to this article, is seven guys in 75 minutes, including one spit roast with a dude that blew me on the end session. Best date ever. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that really really, really, really made me laugh. And the last one I get, but it was kind of funny too. It says, always feed the machines the, so the joint stays in business. They're doing the Lord's work and need to get paid. <laughs> I found that quite amusing. I don't know. I don't know where my head went, but I, I, some things I go into the deep dive mode in my brain. I just, I mean, you know, I'm, I think too much, I guess. So, my thing is, is how do you know the rules going in? Are there, is it something you pick up over time? Or is it like baking a cake and you have to follow the instructions because baking, you have to get the right measurements. So if you've been to a glory hole and you've had some experience, I would, I would like, not that I'm curious to going, I don't want to go. I, I really don't. I find it fascinating that there are such things like this to, to let us explore out there. But to actually go to one now, now having a private one. There was a story, I think, oh, last year, I think, or the year before, where the guy actually um, made one for the neighborhood, if I remember right. And it was like an underground glory hole had me invite only. That, I think it was. I don't remember. I'll have to dig that one up because that one was is quite fascinating to me that you guys would run an underground glory hole. So if you knew of an underground glory hole in your neighborhood, would you go? I supposedly I have a winery here in my neighborhood. Actually, it's I think it's not the winery per se. It's like the, I want to say checkout counter, but that's not the word I'm looking for. I think it's like their main office is in my neighborhood that I live in. So there you go. Otherwise, I'd be at their house going... I'm about to come. Can I have some wine? No, and I just asked for wine. <laughs> what do you guys think? You know what time it is. It's time to sit back, relax. Let's have some whiskey with some filthy cherries, of course, and explore erotic fantasies from people just like you and me. Dear Nikki, this continues the story of Tanya, Sherry, and Jonathan as aired on January 12th and February 2nd. It was about two weeks after Tanya and I, along with Sherry, went camping together. Upon getting home from work, Tanya discovered a package left at the front door. Bringing it inside, you brought it to the kitchen and said to me, Jonathan, I think your package came, as you placed it on the kitchen island. Staring at the box, I didn't know what to do. You want to open it, John? You said in a firm voice. Yes, Tanya, I replied. Let's go upstairs to the bedroom and open it, you replied. We went upstairs to the bedroom, and you had me kneel in front of you with the box. Be a good boy and open it. Let me see what you brought for Sherry, you commanded. Kneeling in front of my lovely wife, Tanya, 
I opened the package to see the contents inside. Inside were four separate packages. I handed them to you one by one. An eight-inch dildo, a bottle of lube, a box containing a silver necklace, and a strap-on attachment for my chastity cage. Each item you looked over and placed on your dresser as you inspected them. Good boy, Jonathan. Sherry will like these. Package them back in the box, then text Sherry that they have arrived. Finish making me dinner. Yes, Tanya. Before heading downstairs to finish making dinner, I texted Sherry. Hi, Sherry. The package has arrived with your items that you requested. It wasn't until after dinner that my phone vibrated as I sat on the couch. Sherry's picture popped up on my screen as I had the message waiting. Wednesday, 7 p.m. was her curt response back. I turned to you and showed you the text. You read the text and looked at me with a smile. Do not disappoint her. Or me. Yes, Tanya. I responded and my heart fluttered. Being in a female-led relationship has so many benefits for us. I feel very blessed to be able to devote so much attention to my lovely wife, Tanya. It's also very liberating for both Tanya and myself to be free around Sherry too, not having to put on a mask of what we are around people, and just being ourselves is very fulfilling. It was a Wednesday after dinner. I was at the front door and you kissed me goodbye. Remember, Jonathan, you are there for Sherry, and you are lucky and she and I are giving you this opportunity. Do not disappoint us. I nodded my head and returned your kiss and off I went to Sherry's house. I parked in the driveway and made my way up to her front door. It was 6.58 p.m. I knocked on the door and waited with the box of items in hand. Sherry answered the door. Hello, Jonathan, she said with a warm smile. I noticed her piercing green eyes and bright lead lipstick instantly, which made my gaze and my head descend. Hi, Sherry, was all I could muster. Even though it was a work night, Sherry had done her makeup and hair. She was not dressed in her work clothes, which I had been accustomed to the other times I had visited her to do the chores. Today, she was wearing a loose black top with a deep V neckline, which highlighted her ample cleavage. She was in a loose fitting skirt, which sat mid-thigh, along with black nylons. She looked lovely. Is that box for me? Sherry asked as she motioned me inside. Yes, Sherry, I responded. Everything came. Good, she said. Go put it on the coffee table and have a seat on the couch. I walked into her living room, headed to the coffee table. As I approached, I noticed the second chastity key placed in the middle of the table. My wife had given it to Sherry during our camping trip a few weeks ago. Somewhat startled by seeing the key, I gently placed the box beside it on the coffee table and had a seat. Sherry came over and sat beside me, slowly crossing her legs. Okay, Jonathan. I'm excited to see what you have picked for me. Open the box for me. I took the box and placed it on my lap and opened it up. I took out the dildo first and handed it to Sherry. She looked bemused by the picture of the package. Hmm, flesh tone. Eight inches, just as I requested, Sherry said. You will open it and wash it when you are done showing me the rest, she continued. I nodded my head and Sherry placed it on the coffee table. Next, I handed her the lube and the chastity cage attachment. Each one... Sherry quickly looked at and placed on the table. I then handed her the necklace. She opened the box and smiled. Good boy, Jonathan. I love it. I smiled back and said, I'm so happy you like it. Sherry then placed the necklace box on the table, leaned forward looking at me. Stand up in front of me. I did as I was told. I had come to enjoy her commands. Take your clothes off, Jonathan. All of them, Sherry said in a mischievous voice. All of them, I responded. Yes. Sherry responded with a firm voice. Standing in front of Sherry, I took off my shirt, then my pants, and socks off. Standing there just in my underwear, 
I slowly pulled them down, exposing my caged cock. Leaning back, Sherry smiled. Tanya has showed me your pictures of your cage. It's fascinating that you are locked up. It seems like forever in time as Sherry started my cock caged in chastity. Go wash the dildo, Jonathan, and come back here with it. I went and washed the dildo and returned to the living room. Sherry stood up upon my return. I stood in front of her holding the dildo. No words were spoken as her green eyes locked onto me. I knew I had to stand still. Sherry reached out with her hand. Her red nails caught the living room light as her fingers traced the cool metal of my chastity cage. I could feel my cock pulse in the cage. Sherry's fingers had slowly cupped my balls under the cage as she gave them a gentle tug. Waves of intense pleasure pulsed through my body and my cock began to fill her small cage. Gripping tightly around my balls, Sherry took the strap-on attachment and began to screw it into the top of the chastity cage in a hole above the set screw lock. Looking at my eyes, Sherry said, This is about me, Jonathan. My pleasure. The rules Tanya and I have agreed on are simple. No touching me, no seeing me naked, and under no circumstances are you allowed to come. Do you understand, Jonathan? Yes, I exhaled frantically. Then, not let going of my balls, Sherry grabbed the eight-inch dildo and attached it to the harness she had just put on my cage. Then, in an instant, she let go of the dildo in my balls. I could feel the weight of the dildo as it flopped between my legs. My cock was hard now in the small cage as the weight of the dildo bore down on me. Turning around, Sherry stood with her back to me. I gazed upon her lovely brown hair with blonde highlights as she tossed it to the side, exposing her neck. Jonathan, be a good boy and get the necklace she bought for me and your chastity key and put it on me. I took the necklace and the key and put them together. Sherry tilted her neck to the side as I came up behind her. As I wrapped my hands around her neck to hang the necklace, her perfume filled my being as I became entranced by her scent. I could feel the large dildo rub against her beautiful plump bum. I could see her sense of movement into me. Thank you, Jonathan. Take the lube and go to my bedroom and lay down on my bed. On your back, she commanded. I went to the bedroom and lie down as constructed. Sherry followed me, standing over me. I could finally see the necklace of my chastity key hanging between her ample cleavage, more than curvy. Sherry was a real woman whose softness excluded sex appeal and beauty. As I stared up at her until I noticed the blindfold in her hand, she leaned in as her face and cleavage neared me. As I took in her lovely perfume once again, placed the blindfold over my head as all light and image of her beauty left my eyes. Sherry's voice filled my mind when she said, Good boy, Jonathan. It's time you made me come. I could hear her taking her skirt off, then top. There was a sound of clothing hitting the floor, and then there was silence. As I carefully listened to where she was or what she was doing, I felt a firm tug on my cage as the dildo was being stroked upwards. Then a cool sensation landed on my balls as I realized she just applied lube to the dildo. I could feel the bed move as she kneed on the one side of me as her other leg made its way to the other side of me. I could feel my cage tug again as she was positioned on the dildo. Then all of a sudden, I felt her weight descend on my hips. Ah, yes. Sherry sighed as she settled down on my hips, taking the full eight inches inside of her. Her hands fell on my chest as she balanced herself. Fuck, she exclaimed as she slowly moved her hips, leaning more and more into me. She slowly started to ride me as I got used to her motion for the first time. I could smell her perfume and the air that moved around my face as her large breast just passed near my face. I slowly started to catch her rhythm, riding me as we became one. Yes, that's it, Jonathan. Just like that, Sherry said as I thrust up into her eager pussy. 
Her hands gripped my chest tight as she pushed down into my pelvis, taking every inch. My cock strained in the cage, filling every corner, straining to escape the confines. I became transfixed on Sherry's breathing as her perfume and her sex filled my senses. I needed to please her. All that mattered to me was making her come. Sherry's fingers dug into my chest as my hips plunged in the dildo repeatedly into her. I could feel her wetness fill my groin area. The clapping sound was rhythmic as my hips met her ass. Oh, right there. Right there. Yes. Yes. Fuck. I'm coming. Sherry's words got louder and louder as the flood moisture filled my lap. She then crashed down onto me. Her hands wrapped around my head. Her perfumed insects filled the air. Both of us were breathing hard, but coming down. I slowly kept moving my hips up and down, sending small shockwaves of pleasure to her. Hold me, Sherry said as she nuzzled my neck. My arms finally touched her soft, moist skin as I held her tight. We lay there for what seemed like hours. Sherry then pushed up off of me as she climbed off the dildo. Wait here, Sherry said. I could hear her leave the room and return, and then I felt her hands on my face as she took off the blindfold. Caught in the light, I looked up to see Sherry in a nice robe, her skin glistening with a warm glow, her sweet smile and warm eyes looking down at me. She took her hand and placed it on my caged cock. She smiled as her fingers traced the cage when she found the wetness of her cum on my groin. She then took her wet fingers and brought them up to my face. Smiling at me, she said, open up. I opened my mouth as Sherry inserted two fingers. I could taste her juices, which made my cock pulse. You please me so good, Jonathan. I haven't come like that in years. You have earned a small taste of me. As I attempted to savor every second of her yumminess, her fingers laughed. That is enough, she said. Now go clean up the dildo and have a shower, then get dressed. You should get home to Tanya. Yes, Sherry, I responded. I cleaned up the dildo and placed it in the nightstand and then took a shower and got dressed. I met Sherry back in the living room. Now dressed in her pajamas, she greeted me with a warm hug. That was so good. I really enjoyed it, she said as she kissed me on the cheek. Now go home to Tanya and tell her thank you. I said goodbye and thanked her for a wonderful experience then headed home. The drive home was filled with emotion. I was so incredible. And as I reflected on how satisfying it was to please Sherry, her perfume was still lingering in my nose. It was 1130 when I got home. You were in the bedroom. When I came into the bedroom, we were lying naked on the bed. Your legs spread as you texted on your phone. Sherry said you pleased her well, just as I know you would. You said as I said hi back. All I could see was your lovely legs and a yummy, mischievous smile. Jonathan, come here and eat me, you said as you put your phone down. I eagerly came to the bed and crawled between my amazing wife's legs and began to eat you. Your hands held my head and guided me as my tongue found your sweet spot. Yes, that's it. You're going to make me come. You're mine. I could feel your cum in my mouth as I eagerly licked it all up. As you rolled over onto your side, I got dressed and climbed under the covers. I held you as my hands and fingers traced over your lovely curves. I kissed the back of your neck and we spooned. As we relaxed, the silence was broken by your phone vibrating. I lifted my head off the pillow to see what you said. It was just Scott. I'm having a date with him on next Saturday. The feeling of joy came over me. Scott was a gentleman who I have seen twice, and I know how much you've enjoyed seeing him. I snuggled in and held you tight as we fell asleep. So thankful to have such an amazing wife, and even more excited that you're seeing Scott again. Jonathan. Hello, Jonathan. <laughs> you got to tell the girls I said hi. So I know this is out of a lot of people's comfort zones. Um, I do not know much about a female-led relationship. It's not something of my cup of tea. 
But what I like when Jonathan has wrote wrote in before, it gives us a different perspective of a different type of dynamic that we're all talking about, our sexplorative dynamic. And it's refreshing to break down those barriers of what we think a female-led relationship is. Now, don't get me wrong, there's no rule book. So what works for them may not work for another female-led relationship. Who knows? They may not have the rules of not seeing her naked. He may get to see in all her glory. But let me ask you this. Did this entice you at all? Did it make you go, hmm? And did it make you see the female-led relationship in a different light? I know those type of relationships, they've been out there forever, but they're really just now kind of kind of making themselves really, really mainstream known. Well, to me anyway. So that being said, and I got to say, Jonathan, I get it. It's that's when I, when I go to these parties, when I go to the Pines and everything else within the community. And yes, I do call it community. I don't really like calling it parties. I like saying visiting my tribe. That's what's so freeing about going to these type of things is you're around people just like yourself that are so sexplorative. They may be differently sexplorative, but they're still sexplorative and you feel it's just a different type of feeling. It is like a team. Like if you've ever played sports and you have that team feeling, it's just like that. I can't really explain it in I'm not being in the lifestyle before I got introduced to the tribes, (laughs) the party tribes. I I will have to say this. I used to think that they there was the dating advice. And I know I've said this before that they say that you're in a great place to start dating or start a relationship if you can go to dinner, go to whatever by yourself. I never thought and I can do that hands down, have no problem doing it. I can usually be in my own world reading or writing notes or whatever. I have no problem doing that. However, you know, one thing about attending these events, it's wonderful to see the couples and be open and communicative. And I'm not saying they're all perfect and the grass is not greener and whatever else, but seeing that type of dynamic and that openness and that type of communication is very, very sad if you go alone and you're not looking to play, but it's also very refreshing to know that it's out there. So taking all of that in the pipe and smoking it and put it all together. Could you be in a relationship, not necessarily female led, but seeing how that he gets that much uh, appreciation, how much delight it brings him, how much happiness it brings him. Could you in a way find a way to do that for your partner? And does it give you a new perspective and a a different appreciation for this type of dynamic? I know it does me. Dear Nikki, people have a variety of reactions to taxes. Sometimes we are happy when we get some money back. Sometimes we are pissed when we owe the government money and sometimes we break even. Some do their taxes the first of the year and others put it off until the last day. Getting ready for taxes last year changed my life forever. And as long as I live, I'll do my taxes with a smile on my face and a bulge in my pants on St. Patrick's Day. You see, last year, Rita and I didn't get right on taxes, but didn't put it off until the last minute either and found a happy medium. And oddly, as it turned out, we landed with an appointment with a tax preparer on March 17th at 3.30 in the afternoon, St. Patrick's Day. Now, before this letter starts sounding like a tax seminar, you have to know that Rena is my wife and we've been married for 22 years. Let me break it down for you. My greatest joy in this life is being married to this phenomenal woman. Make no mistake, every day I'm presented with an adventure because she's in fucking sane. 
and just over five feet tall in heels, she's a sex maniac, a powder keg, the life of the party who loves everyone and gives with all her heart to every person she meets, drinks, dances, and fucks like there's no tomorrow. Whether it's a group of kids on the playground or an old lady crossing the street or a stranger in a bar, she makes them feel like the most important person in the world. Aside from this, at age 50, it is impossible to know that she isn't 38 with a stunning perky rack that the hottest ass on earth in the face of an angel. As we both left for work that morning, I was not surprised when she came up the steps to leave for work. She was in full-out leprechaun outfit, which was allowed at her place of employment on St. Patrick's Day. Aside from being a little too revealing for the workplace, the way she put it together said, let's fuck. It was hard to leave the house as all I really wanted was to fuck her right there on the kitchen table, and she left me turned on and thinking about her all day. I could only imagine how many people would look at her throughout the day and wish they were me. We agreed I'd take all the crap to the tax preparer ahead of time and get all the papers processed so she could stop by and just sign off. Since the tax preparer's office was next door to her favorite coffee shop, she asked me to have her cup of favorite coffee waiting at 3.30 when she's due to arrive. At the tax office, I found the usual strip mall box filled with cubicles and the receptionist at the front, who called our agent letting her know I was there. I jokingly said to the receptionist that a leprechaun would be arriving at 3.30 to help me sign the taxes. I asked her if she'd be on the lookout and bring her back to where the agent and I would be working. She just laughed and thought I was joking, and I assured her that it was no joke. She should prepare for herself for an inbound crazy woman. All was going well, processing all the crap we had to get through, when I got the dreaded look from the agent who said, Uh, I know you thought you were coming out even, but it's not looking good. And I think you're going to owe a substantial amount of money this year. Seems like I miscalculated, and I was going to owe several thousand. Fact is, I've saved up just about that amount, so I had the money, but was pissed. My heart was throbbing, and I was mad as I've been in a long time. I walked next door and got Rita's coffee, not thinking about the leprechaun or the date we had planned afterwards, and was totally caught up in the tax shit when I heard the receptionist and everyone in the office crack up, because my crazy wife had just shown up, and of course, was making best friends with everyone she met while making her way back to me. I was pissed. We signed the papers, and despite how much fun she was trying to make the whole mess, I told her we needed to get moving. Despite her usual ability to cheer me up, nothing was working as we exited the building and everyone had that look. Come on, dude, you are with a hottie. What is your problem? As we rounded the parking lot, she grabbed me by the hand and pulled me to their Jeep, which was parked along the building in plain view of the main road and around the corner from a highly trafficked sidewalk. She opened the Jeep door and shoved me inside and said, sit back and shut up, you stupid ass. Before I knew it, she had grabbed my crotch and started telling me a story about how at lunch she had kissed one of her female co-workers and how hot it had made her. She then unzipped my pants, and as she stroked my cock, she went on to tell me about how hot her new friend was and how they'd made out in the bathroom, and it made her so hot, she almost melted down. I felt my dick stiffening, and I started breathing heavily. She then put her gorgeous lips on my dick and started working up and down the shaft of my cock, playing with my balls and stopping to tell me the story of her new lesbian friend and their make-out session. While she sucked my dick, 
when she put one hand down her silk leprechaun outfit and stroked her clit. Her nipples were so hard they pressed through her top and looked like they would explode. She deep-throated me, standing there with a jeep door wide open. The combination of having been mad, getting turned on by her story, the risk of getting caught in public having sex, and the whole way she absolutely swallowed my cock was too much. I groaned and shot cum down her throat, in her mouth. She smiled as the cum ran out of the corner of her mouth, and she licked my dick clean. It was among the most intense orgasms of my life, without a doubt, the best blowjob I've ever had. Who would have thought that the visit to the tax office would end with a blowjob from a bisexual leprechaun? But it's that way with her. She always turns lemons into lemonade. And as she smiled up at me after the world's best oral pleasure, she said in her best Irish accent, You see, dear, taxes can be magically delicious. We love your show, Nikki, and thanks for what you do. Love, Alan and Rita. Hi, guys. Hi, God, I love you too. Thank you so much. I I know that you told me to put this maybe on tax day, but I actually loved where Darcy put it. I think it's very, very, very good that I put it here. Because you know what? Uh, Leprechaun Day, St. Patrick's Day, is on Thursday. So if any of you guys are tax preparers, I wonder if your appointments are going to go up. And if you have somebody in your office wearing a leprechaun suit, you know what's going to (laughs) happen. I love this story. I'm so glad that Darcy put it today instead of holding it off for tax season. I think it fits better today. I just, I don't don't know. I do. What do you guys think? Anyway, I so would do this. Hands down. This is, yeah, because you know what? I could picture somebody. I pictured my purple Jeep. I don't have a leprechaun outfit. I guess there's still time, right? I do have a green shirt that's very low plunging. Does that count? Nice jeans and they kind of rip. They'd go with the whole I own a Jeep. Hey, and green and purple go together. So there we go. And it matched my purple hair. Yeah, I think I definitely could do this. I am planning a date. What do you guys think? Oh, wow. I don't even know where to, I think the story just says it says it all. Congratulations, Rita and Alan. I'm so glad that you're still sex exploring. It's amazing what you guys do. You inspire us all, definitely. Gentlemen, if you were in a grumpy mood after getting your taxes done, would you accept a BJ from a sexy leprechaun in your Jeep or her Jeep? I think I know the answer to that. Ladies, would you give one? Yeah, I think I know the answer to that. But you know, I still want to know. I want to thank my sponsor, Manscaped. Don't forget to go to manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping using the code DearNikki, all one word, N-I-K-K-Y, of course. Also, don't forget crazy summer nights. I was about to say winter. Maybe it's because we just have this crazy weather and snow and all. I'll be there. I'm putting on a show and it's tight-lipped, but very, very, very sexy. I promise you that. It's playing with the senses, erotic and sensuality. Um, show notes, check it out, book tickets before it's scheduled. It is camping, so it is outdoors, but I guarantee you, you'll have a very relaxing and fun weekend. Also setting a time just to have drinks, pick my brain, say hello, meet sexually explorative people just like you and just feel at home. I know I always do when I'm there. Don't forget on Thursdays over on Smutty Flicks is a video show of me. I don't want to call it a TV show, but it's, it is, it's a, it's my show on video. I'm going to start incorporating friends into it. So this week I am meeting up with a friend on video chat and we are, I'm telling the story and you'll get to hear from a real person's perspective of what they thought was sexy about it or maybe what they would do differently. Then on Patreon and 
uh, smutty fans, that same person also, if they want to, will actually be opening up and telling their story and talking to us. It isn't an interview. It's meant to just show we have a tribe out there and we're all bouncing around. No creators, no one famous. It's just real people just like you and me. And in closing, hello, lover. So can I give you a BJ after you get your taxes done? Am I Jean? I'll even go buy that leprechaun suit. What do you think? I really want to know. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful week.